0: everybody and welcome to episode 87 of the grow your own food podcast i'm your host shauna smith and today we are going to be talking about an often overlooked or forgotten part of growing your own seedlings at home you know starting them from seed and that is repotting seedlings I myself, when I first started growing my own seedlings at home from seed, I didn't know that this was such a big deal. I didn't know that this was something I would need to do. And, you know, because I didn't know that, I didn't know the reasons behind why, and I didn't know the when of it. So I'm going to be going over all of those things today. So if you are starting from seed this year for the first time, or if you are thinking about starting from seed at home in the future, you know, you know, why repotting is such a big deal and exactly how to do it. So that's what's on deck for today. But first, a word from our sponsor. So imagine that you've started your seeds and you watch them come up. They're doing so good, but suddenly you notice that they seem to have sort of like stopped growing, even though you're feeding them, even though you're giving them lots of light. Why is this happening? Well, in a healthy seedling, just about as much effort is spent toward developing strong roots as what goes to developing, you know, really strong, healthy stems and leaves. And one of the problems when starting seeds indoors, you know, starting your own seedlings at home is that the seedling's root system sometimes ends up outgrowing, most of the time, ends up outgrowing the small cell it was started in. This can lead to all kinds of problems, like stunted growth and later issues with fruit production, like in the case of broccoli, which you know technically doesn't produce a fruit, but you know what I mean. And this is all because the roots didn't have enough room to grow early on in development. So that's kind of your why behind, you know, why repotting your seedlings is so so very important. Really pretty easy to understand, right? So let's cover the when because honestly, I mean it's not that tricky, but it's kind of like a couple different things in combination with each other that you need to know. So You can't just pot up. That's what it's called when you are repotting your seedlings from a small container into a larger container. You know, a lot of people refer to it as potting up. You can't do that any old time. They need to kind of meet a few conditions first. So the first thing that you should look for when trying to determine whether or not it's time to pot up your seedlings is that If you started your seedlings in a cell tray with a reservoir, eventually when you lift up the cell tray to refill the reservoir with water, you'll find that the roots have made their way out of the drainage hole at the bottom of the cell and into the reservoir itself. So this is one of the things that, that will happen that will give you a clue that it's time for repotting. So why is this problematic? Well, it hints at two bad things that are about to happen or could happen. Number one, the seedling's taproot will get bound up and tangled in the reservoir, making removal, you know, when you do want to transplant that seedling, very difficult and it'll make damage of the taproot more likely. And we'll go over the specifics of taproots and their significance here in a second. Number two, the roots that don't make their way down into the watering hole and out into the reservoir to create more room for themselves to grow, will wind themselves around and around the edges of of the soil, around the cells, resulting in the seedling being what's called root-bound. Now, trailing roots often appear days or even weeks before the plant stops growing. And that's a good thing. You want to pot up before the plant stops actively growing or it may have trouble recovering. So, you know, just because you see roots coming out of the bottom, doesn't necessarily mean that it's time to pot them up yet. I'm going to cover you know the second thing you need to look for, but first I wanna talk a little bit more about tap roots and what it means to be root bound. The tap root is the longest, strongest root of a plant. It helps anchor the seedling into the earth. Until a more extensive root system develops, the taproot is the main source of water and nutrients for the seedling, for any seedling. Plants with a long taproot are drought tolerant and often as a result, a lot more easy to care for and i have a link to an article in the sister post for this episode that talks a little bit more about the purposes and benefits of a taproot. It's important to know that not all plants rely significantly on a taproot to establish themselves. These plants can withstand damage to their taproot and come out the other side, you know, perfectly healthy, but they must be repotted or transplanted before the taproot begins to mature if a seedling's taproot is damaged once it's become begun, begun to mature the seedling will have to put effort into repairing it rather than growing taller and stronger and for some plants if the taproot is too badly damaged and not enough other roots have developed the seedling may actually die so That's why it's really important, you know, that we pay attention to the roots, usually the tap roots that are coming out the bottom of that seedling cell tray into the reservoir and making sure that they don't get all tangled up and and end up ripping apart as we remove the seedlings from the seedling cell tray. In terms of what it means to be root bound, you know how kids outgrow their shoes like so fast? Maybe, you know, if you don't have kids, you remember your mom complaining about how you outgrew your shoes really fast and it wasn't worth buying them or something like that. Or if you do have kids, you know how fast they grow. Secondary seedling roots, the roots that are in addition to the taproot, They act the same way. They grow really, really fast. And if they don't have room to spread outward or downward, they'll start circling around and around the inside of the seed cell or the pot, whatever you have them growing in. And eventually with nowhere for the roots to grow, you know, the seedling will stop growing. The roots will kind of like strangle off and they won't do a good job providing nutrients and water. They'll still provide water but they they won't be able to keep growing allowing the top of the plant to keep growing. And obviously this keeps them from getting as big and as strong as they can before transplanting them. So that's those are kind of I guess additional whys you know why it's important to to repot your plants and, and those are the the symptoms that those trailing roots into the reservoir can sort of hint at. So the trailing roots are the first thing you need to look for. The second thing that you need to look for is the seedling needs to have at least one set of true leaves. Even if you do see trailing roots, it's best to wait until the seedling has at least one set of true leaves I have found in my experience to pot them up. These aren't the first leaves that come up when the seedling sprouted. These are known as cotyledons, otherwise known as seed leaves. Many cotyledons actually naturally die as the plant matures. So, you know, don't freak out if that first set of leaves dies. In some plants, that's just how it goes. Others keep their cotyledons and they mature along with the plant. They have the ability to photosynthesize. Not all cotyledons can photosynthesize, and that's why they have a tendency to die off as the plant matures. By making sure that your plant has at least one set of true leaves, so a set of leaves in addition to the very first leaves that popped up, you're making sure that your little seedling is up and running in terms of photosynthesis and is strong enough to move it kind of self-sufficient enough to be moved to a bigger pot. So those are the things you need to look for the trailing roots and whether or not the seedling has a set of true of true leaves. If that's the case, want to go ahead and repot them. So let's talk about the process itself because it can feel really scary, right? It can feel scary to uproot a seedling from its cozy little cell. It felt like a miracle when it comes up and I have some tips for repotting seedlings in a way that helps make sure they stay healthy. Number one, I use a dabbler, what's known as a dabbler, or a spoon to remove seedlings. So many seed starting kits come with dabblers and little shovel-like tools to remove the seedlings from the cells because the cells are really small. And, you know, if you have bigger hands or bigger fingers, it's, it's hard to sort of reach down in there and get them out. If your seed starting kit didn't come with a dabbler, or if you didn't use a seed starting kit, you're using recycled materials, you can totally use a small spoon. That'll work just as well. With either one of them, just dig carefully and make sure you kind of start around the edges of the seed starting cell. Don't go like digging the spoon right into the middle of the seed starting cell. My second tip, fill the larger pot with growing medium. I like to stick with seed starting mix when I'm potting up my seedlings just to be safe. Just because they're still really young at this point, I wanna control their exposure to different, you know, bacterium and fungi. So I use seed starting mix when I pot up to four inch pots. That's that's typically the size of pot I use is four inch pots. And I fill the pots, I don't fill it all the way to the top because I'm gonna need room, right, for that that root ball that I pulled out of the seed cell. So I only fill them about, I would say halfway. Once I've filled them about halfway, I create a hole for the transplant by digging a few inches into the soil. Now you can put more than one seedling into a four inch pot when you're potting up. I do this all the time. So typically what I do is I put the seedling all the way over against the side wall of the four inch pot kind of like create a little hole with my fingers, set it in there and fill it in, kind of pack the soil up against that root ball. And then on the complete other side of the pot, I will create another little hole with my fingers and put another little seedling root ball over there on the other side and pack that in with with seed starting mix. So I have two little seedlings in one you know four inch pot and that just you know decreases the number of four inch pots i need it decreases the number of pots that i'm running in and outside during the hardening off process it's just it's really convenient for me so know that that is something that you can do so once you have the pot filled whether you're putting one or two seedlings in it it's halfway filled you've created the hole for your little transplanted seedling Remove the seedling from its cell as gently as possible, disturbing the root ball as little as possible. If you can turn the cell over into your hand, that's great. Sometimes though, if you are growing in multiple cells, it's like a it's a thing that has like 4 or 6 or 12 different cells in it, that doesn't really work very well. So you might have to dig in there with a spoon or a little shovel like thing like I mentioned. But sort of take that up and out just and take the whole thing out there may be multiple seedlings started in that little cell but take the whole thing out don't remove shake or brush the soil from the roots you don't need to worry about removing the soil you're only going to want to disturb the roots as much as you need to to separate the seedlings out from each other If your seedling is extremely root bound, you know, not all is lost, just loosen some of the smaller roots on the outside of the root ball. And this will sort of encourage them to sort of spread out into their new home. You can kind of tease them apart with sort of the the same pressure that you would use to tease apart like a knot and a necklace, just being as gentle as possible. And then, like I said, don't bother removing all the soil from the roots. The less they're bothered, the better. And then gently set the root ball of the seedling down into the new pot so it's okay if the the roots kind of coil up at the bottom of that hole. They will figure it out. They will find their way into the soil around them, right? So you don't have to worry about perfectly spreading the roots out in the soil or anything like that. Just kind of set them gently down in there and then lightly pack the soil around the stem making sure that the roots are completely covered, the stem has support. You know, since those roots have already grown, you can go ahead and and press that seed starting mix, that soil pretty firmly around the roots, around the stem. That's honestly going to encourage the roots to kind of take up and start growing again a little bit faster because they'll kind of know that they're in a safe space, that there's soil around them that's going to sustain them. and and they can keep growing. And then once you have the soil packed in there, of course, water the seedlings in their new larger pot to, again, encourage the root systems to start growing again. That all is a lot. All of that stuff that I just described is a lot, and it may have been confusing. So in the sister post for this episode, At the bottom of that numbered list of steps, I do have a link to an Instagram video of the process of of me actually doing it, separating, separating out multiple basil seedlings and planting two per four inch pot. So if you need to see how that's done, just go to the show notes for this episode, click on the link that will take you to the sister post and kind of scroll down and you'll find a link to that. I tried to embed it in the post, but for whatever reason, maybe because it was a video and not just a simple image, WordPress was was not letting me do that, which is really annoying and I'm sorry about that. Another option is you can just go to my Instagram and kind of search for, for that video. Waiting for roots to reestablish. Once you have repotted your seedling or potted up your seedling, This is the scary part, because after you repot your seedling, you'll probably notice a significant slowdown in growth, but don't worry. This is totally normal, totally normal. Whenever you transplant a seedling, even if you're really careful, the microscopic root hairs that grow out from each root end up getting at least a little bit damaged. And as young as the plant is, it takes a fair amount of energy to regrow them, so, you know, if the plant isn't growing right away, just know that what it's probably doing is focusing its efforts on regenerating the root system whatever parts of it were damaged. And then you'll you'll really notice, honestly, the the day or two days after the root system kind of reestablishes itself, you will see growth start to like kick in like crazy and you'll really notice a difference. It's like The seedling is like, oh, look at this. I have so much more room to grow and it will quickly take advantage of it. So just know, you know, for, I would say one to three days after you repot your seedlings, that's going to be the case. Now, I really have not had, I can't think of any instances where after repotting a seedling, it has died. Honestly, as long as you keep it watered and give it light and you were as gentle as possible with it, make sure you're giving it fertilizer. If you're choosing to pot up with seed starting mix, like I suggested, it should bounce back. If it doesn't, if it keeps looking wilty, if the leaves start to turn yellow or obviously brown, that seedling is on its way out. There's something irreversible that happened to it. And you might just have to cut your losses. But I have really found in my experience that little seedlings are are pretty tenacious. And as long as you're gentle with them and give them what they need, they will you know, bounce back. So don't be too scared. As long as it doesn't appear to be dying or wilting, it will eventually start growing again. So all of that to say, good luck. I hope all of this helps. I hope it gives you a little bit more confidence when it comes to potting up your seedlings this year. I promise it's it's not as scary as it might feel. Trust me. In the next episode, I am going to be talking about a very common little guy, little friend, or at least he seems like a friend in the garden, and that is the pill bug. So, we call them different names. We call them pill bugs. We call them roly polies. We call them sow bugs, which sow bugs and pill bugs slash roly polies are actually different things. And I'll be talking about that in the next episode. But we're going to be talking about whether they are your friend or they are a sneaky little ninja enemy kind of hiding out in plain sight in your garden. And the answer is kind of both. Sorry, spoiler alert. The answer is both. Um, But I'm going to be talking about, you know, in which instances there are friends and then in which. which instances they're kind of, we have to do some proactive things to help control their population or their access to our seedlings in the next episode. So you have that to look forward to until then. I, if you have started seedlings, I hope they are growing nice and strong. If you are chomping at the bit, you can't wait to, you know, go out and buy seedlings Take as many trips to the garden center as you feel like. It'll make you happy. You're not hurting anything by window shopping until it's time, you know, to buy seedlings. Go back and maybe listen to the podcast episode on what to look for when buying seedlings. That is a really good thing to listen to, especially if you're not super used to going and buying your seedlings if you're doing it for the first time or if this is the second time that you're doing it and you don't really remember never hurts to go back and, and refresh our memories so until then until the next episode thank you so very much for listening and i'll talk to you guys next time thanks for listening to the grow your own food podcast visit be and basil.com for helpful how-to articles images and recipes